Thanks for tuning in. This is Love What I Love, a podcast where we beg our partner to love something we do, whether it be a movie, TV show, or anything in between. We're your hosts, Masha and Andy. And this week, we're talking about The Good Son. The Good Son follows Mark, a young boy who, following his mother's death, has to stay with extended family for a few weeks while his father closes a business deal abroad. After some time, Mark begins to realize that his cousin of the same age, Henry, might be a psychopath. (laughs) (laughs) Might. Might. This movie was directed by Joseph Rubin, who's known for sleeping with the enemy and the stepfather. I don't know. I've never seen those. Oh, I guess they're both suspenseful movies, I think, or thrillers. I'm surprised you haven't seen them, actually. Yeah. Interesting. My brain just combined them in my head. I was like, sleeping with the stepfather. (laughs) Oh, wait, no. She didn't say that. No. Nobody said that. Sleeping with the enemy. (laughs) Yep. And the step... Oh, I guess that could also sound like one title. Yeah. (laughs) Sleeping with the enemy and the step... A lot of sleeping to do. It's it's a threesome. Yeah. It's a a big problem to solve. You got to do a threesome. (laughs) We ruined this guy's movie. What are we doing here? (laughs) The Good Son stars Macaulay Culkin. You know how hard it was for me to say that correctly? Yep. I usually say... McCulkin. McCulkin. <laughs> so it stars Macaulay Culkin, Elijah Wood, and Wendy Crewson. There are other people in this movie, but I think those are the main three, yeah, if you really boil it down. Yeah, there's not a lot of characters, and yeah, yeah. those three are the top. I'll mention that Quinn Culkin is also in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> first time for me. Never seen a Quinn. Yeah, yeah. That's I my, mean... It's my first Culkin sighting of, of, of the female variety. <laughs> exactly, I've only yeah. ever seen boy Culkins. I think this might the, have been... Out in the wild. Yeah, I think this might have been my first uh, female Culkin as well. As soon as her name came up in the beginning of things, like I wrote down, I was like, Quinn Culkin! Oh, man, it's going to be hard to figure out who that is. And as soon as she popped up, I'm like, oh, my God, she's Macaulay Culkin with long hair and a high-pitched voice. So easy. (laughs) Yeah, they all look fucking the same. I'll just mention the tagline of this movie is evil has many faces. (laughs) So freaking predictable. It's got one face. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) And lastly, the movie was released in September of 1993. It had a budget of seventeen million and made sixty million worldwide. Ooh, another hit for the Coke. It's actually a flop from the studio's eyes. Wow. I think they were expecting they, to make much more. That's their fault for fucking putting Home Alone numbers in this kid's face. <laughs> like Home Alone was like a goddamn miracle smash that made more money than like man, those greedy bastards. Uh, that should have been like you remember that, but instead it's like yo, that's the new standard, and if you do less than that, right, it sucks. I guess so. Yeah, Yo, you mean, pop fifteen million on a weird ass thriller like this. Like this is a weird movie. Yeah. I, I think sixty million is a good amount to get back. I mean, it is. And honestly, from the very beginning, this movie was not supposed to have a budget of seventeen mil. It was supposed to be like a low budget, high quality thriller. It wasn't until Culkin was signed on board that the budget went, it went up. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta know you about this movie because this this is some crazy shit. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen many movies that are like this <laughs> some wild shit oh yes great start yeah i have all that info you need but before i tell you what's going on i need to know what's going on in your head before watching this movie what do you know about the good son andy the good son so i've known about this movie my whole life and i've never seen it but i've always known but the ending 
for some weird reason, this memory stuck with me. But growing up, you know, basically you hang out where your parents drop you off. And so I had like a, a, my Croatian buddy that we would hang out with because our parents were friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we watch movies and chill and all that, whatever, all our childhood. And I never watched this, but I remember like, I think he saw it with like his little brother or something. But I remember one day just like we were still young, like we were probably around 10 years old, maybe 11, 12. And they were like, there's this really scary movie with the kid from Home Alone. <laughs> and like they described to me like the ending, like beat for beat. Like at the end, the mom is like holding him and this other kid. And then he's like lying to her and saying, I love you, but he doesn't really love her. And like it was like freaking me out. I was like eight, <laughs> nine. I was like, whoa, this sounds crazy. Like Home Alone, that kid. And like I was it. And I never sought it out. I don't oh, know. That's I just, crazy. But I've never forgot them telling me that that's the ending of The Good Son. And then. I thought maybe I looked into it and like learned the plot and stuff, but it wasn't until we started watching that like I just made up my own plot, <laughs> which isn't it was not it's not, nothing crazy, but like I just, just for some reason I thought that they told me or I was just young and filling in the blanks with my brain, but like I thought it was Elijah Wood was like an adopted kid into this family, oh. and and like that's the only difference I thought. Like I didn't know it was a, I didn't know he had a dad and overseas and the mom just died. Like I thought he was just like an orphan kid who gets adopted by the family and like the son of that family is insane. Right. So you never saw it, and then it was it wasn't until sometime you know just through the years of being on the internet of like seeing the poster and realizing that it was Elijah Wood. You know, spoiler alert, <laughs> he just wasn't famous at the time. Yeah. But uh, post Lord of the Rings, I was like, yo, he was the he was the good son. <laughs> so that made it way more fun. But then, so I knew this was going to be the Macaulay Culkin kind of plays a bad guy role. But I was surprised by a lot of things. And I'll be honest with you, I was totally shocked that this was an R-rated movie. Really? And I'm glad I didn't know it until it was over. Because the whole time, I just figured, I'm like, these are, first of all, they seem so young to me. I, I think they're supposed to be older they're- than I think they are. Well, they were both 12 when shooting this movie. That's Yeah, see, to me, they don't look 12. So, like, I was reading it as, like, 8 or 9. Yeah, because they, they're really small. Yeah, like, they don't look like they're about to start junior high. Yeah. It's usually the opposite, right? Like, when you watch a movie from the 90s or whatever, kids look older than yeah. they are, but... So, I guess, like, 12 and... Like, I guess that's not that crazy, but I think just because both of these dudes are so tiny... Yeah. That, like, I just didn't think... I'm like, how could you do R-rated with two kid leads you know what i mean like usually (laughs) you know you try to there's so many famous movies where there's a kid in like a horror movie and they do everything like sometimes a kid grows up and they're like oh shit that was a horror movie like they do a great job of on set of making it light and not having them like face dark shit and then like so i just wasn't expecting this movie to go for it like that yeah uh so when it ended and i was like that was was fucking unrated so i'll I'll bring it up as we go along but yeah yeah oh that's so so great that's my initial thoughts all right um what about you masha what's your history with the cult with this movie well i was about to say with the culkin (laughs) with the culkins um this movie is so clear in my head from watching it for the first time because i remember as soon as i finished watching it for the first time I vowed to myself to never watch a movie without reading the logline ever again. Oh, <laughs> I was wondering how this one slipped through the cracks. I'm like, yo. This was the beginning of me actually looking into movies and not just picking a movie Based, because like I... the cover or like the actor. Exactly. And you were like, Culkin. I mean, it was good <laughs> because I ended up loving it, obviously. Yeah. That's why it's on this podcast. But I just remember being like, this is not what I thought was going to happen. That's funny, too, because if... <laughs> Damn, that's got to be interesting, too, because, like, I don't know. We'll get into it when we get in the movie, but, like, I could see yourself, like, huh, not as whimsical. 
what the fuck? Like, you know, like, just like, as you like, starting off with a smile and ending being like, oh my God. Right. Because like you said, this is sort of a slow build kind yeah. of movie. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're in it and you're like, all right, a little creepy, but whatever. And <laughs> it just goes somewhere else. Yeah. But you know, obviously I knew Culkin from Home Alone. Yeah. So who, what kid doesn't? And then I had to be around the same age, like 12, 13, when I first saw this movie, because I knew who Elijah Wood was. Like, I must have seen Fellowship of the Ring by then, which I think came out in, like... That's all one. Yeah. So, I definitely knew who he... So, I was like, oh, baby Frodo. (laughs) Like, I gotta watch this. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, okay. I admit, I wasn't that, like, bright in terms of, like, picking movies at that time, but whatever. that's great. That's you brought in the horizons. So, honestly, that's the one reason why. And, obviously, my mom was on board because we watched Lord of the Rings together. We're like, oh, yeah. So, that's really why we rented it. And it ended up not being what we expected. But I ended up loving it because you know my love for thrillers. Yeah. So, at the end of the day. It's your disguise. Or you act like (laughs) you don't like horror, but you like thrillers. And this is, like, a pretty horror. (laughs) Yes. You know, it's. It rides the line very well. And I think that the reason why it works for me is because they do look so young. Like, I feel like if, I know. if they were like junior high or adult, I don't know. Like, if they were any older, I wouldn't have been as into this movie as I am. Yeah. Because it just makes it that much more scarier. It does. You feel <laughs> way more helpless. Yeah. Like, even 12, I'm like, that's crazy. Like, I was reading this as 10 the max. Yes. And the only reason I knew 10 was because the the family says to the kid at one point, like, I haven't seen you in 10 years. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right. So that helped me do, like, the math of how old he was supposed to be. I was like, all right. So he's at least 10. Right. But don't tell me he's 14. Like, that's I'm not going to believe that. Right. And it's so interesting, too, because I think that that part of it, them being so young, makes it awesome. But the critics thought the complete opposite they were like this is so wrong how could you cast these kids to do these things it's called acting (laughs) warden gentles had convinced his granddaughter's teacher to mount new warden as a school play been causing problems nobody sells any coke in this pen without daddy getting a taste beat him with a pillowcase full of batteries like it's so freaking messed up that i mean this isn't all critics but i saw a lot of critics complaining and they Half of them thought that this, like, ruined McCulkin's career. Here we go again. (laughs) They were like, Culkin is not right for this. He's a happy-go-lucky guy. Like, how dare you cast him in this, blah, blah, blah. And then the other half is like, casting Culkin makes it seem like a joke. Like, I couldn't take it seriously because of Home Alone. It's like the opposite where it's like, it throws you off because you're like, Culkin? Like, you know, like, <laughs> you're supposed to be on my team, Falcon. Exactly. That's, so, yo, that's why actors get typecast, yo, because people are like, you can't do, like, I know. You're, you're, you're the this guy or you're the that girl, you know? Yo, like, 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. Are you fucking kidding me? Roger Ebert, he gave it like a half star when he saw it. He said it was inappropriate for children. <laughs> he called the project creepy unple- and an unpleasant experience. It was like, guy, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> It's rated R, so inappropriate for children goes without saying. Right. You don't you don't go to the Godfather and be like, "Fuck out of here!" <laughs> I I can't bring my six year old to this. You know what? I think it's because a lot of people, and by people I mean parents, probably saw those kids and were like, "Oh, my kid could watch this movie." <sighs> yeah. Instead of actually I know, doing we, the we research, were in, we were in Culkin Culkin mania. Like, yeah. 
So it's like you, I, I get it, but at the same time, like just fucking read a logline. Look <laughs> exactly. at you too, Mushroom. I know. <laughs> I mean, I I know. I'm one of them. I'm you're part of the problem. You're complaining about how people like perceive the movie, and you did the exact same thing. <laughs> well, I actually liked it in the end. Yeah. But yeah, I did the exact same yeah. thing. But it's so I don't know if I should bring it up now or later on, but how this movie came to be and how Culkin came to be a part of it. Break it down now. Okay. So first of all Culkin trivia. The pre production of this movie was insane. Like it was in development what they call development hell for years. And the writer of this movie Was it always kids? It was always kids. Yeah. So Damn, it's like this failed because I was like, like let's do more. Like let's just right. Let's just make write adult movies and then swap <laughs> them out for kids, and then like just change a few things. So I hope I get the order of this right. So this script was written by this guy named Ian McEwen. <laughs> First of all, very funny name. Ian McEwen. <laughs> Ian, Ian McEwen. McEwen. All right. I guess he had been approached by Fox, the studio. And they were like, yo, Home Alone is a smash. They just did Silence of the Lamb. That was a smash. And they were like... Combine these two? <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> they were like, all right. A lead could whatever. No, that's not funny. Because I was talking about... Uh, like a third episode of Bringing Up Three Ninjas. <laughs> Fucking Three Ninjas where the, the whole... <laughs> I gotta stop bringing up this goddamn movie. It sucks. <laughs> Take Ninja Turtles, take Home Alone, mash them up, and write me a script. So now you're telling me these guys feel like, yo, Fox was just like, I did they have a, a dartboard on one end and Home Alone on the left? And they were like, all right, first dart hits Home Alone every time. Second dart, fucking Alien 3. All right, mash those two. <laughs> what the fuck were they doing? I know. Oh, my God. So this guy was commissioned to write a script that, you know, start a kid. Or had something to do with kids, but also a thriller. And he was like, all right, I got you. All right, cannibal kid. <laughs> you went too far. You went too far. Right. So this guy writes... Buffalo Bill, the kid. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. So this guy writes a script and sends it back to the studio. The studio is like, cool, but we don't really want to put money behind this yet. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I did mess up the order. So this guy was commissioned to write a thriller, period. He submitted something with a kid. Yeah. That was started a thriller. And they're like, eh, this is cool, but we're not going to put money behind it. Yeah. Then it was in like scripts was going to every studio. Like Universal had the script. Everybody had the script, but nobody was going to develop it. Yeah. And then it wasn't until Silence of the Lambs and Home Alone, like were both hits. They were uh, like, all right, all right. We can combine the two. It's still and then- silly as fuck. But <laughs> Sorry, it's my not bad. As- it's not as crazy. Yeah. It's just like, but it's how just... many movies can we combine Home Alone with? <laughs> how many? But it wasn't until, and then they were like, oh, we can combine it. And then they revisited this guy's script. Uh, okay. So then they were like, all right, well, putting <laughs> we're putting money behind this. We got a director on board. We're going to get casting going. And somehow, Kit Culkin gets his hands on the script. At this point, Home Alone 1 has been a smash hit. Home Alone 2 He's, smash hit. Home Alone 2 hasn't oh, been out yet okay, by the okay. time he gets the Sorry. script. I don't know why I'm telling you the story. But it's in... De- <laughs> <laughs> Home Alone 2 is in development, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But somehow he gets his hands on the script and he's like... He goes to the studio and he's like, yo, cast my son in this movie. And they were like, eh, we already have like ca- people cast for this movie. Like, yeah. 
I, I forget who they had, but then at some point they get Jesse Bradford to play Henry. Um, yeah. Jesse Bradford, you might know him as Cliff from Bring It On. Yeah, he's a swim fan. Yeah, swim fan, exactly. Your favorite movie that you oh bring my... up every episode. I know. <laughs> Three Ninjas and Swim Fan. I love what I love. Top Yo, two. I still have a lot of swim fan. <laughs> it's that funny. I've seen it. I don't even like it. And you fucking bring it up constantly. You've never seen it. I need to watch it. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. But oh. anyway. So Jesse Bradford, like they were like, we got a lead in this role already. And then Kit goes, yo, if you don't put my son in this movie, in addition to also my daughter, we're pulling him out of Home Alone too. Oh, the Culkin. <laughs> the power of the Culkin in the 90s, dude. They were like American royalty. Yeah. They were, the cl- they were our fucking Prince Charles and shit. Yeah, exactly. I guess. But I mean, it's really Kit. Like, it's the dad yeah. here pulling this power I honestly move. didn't even know his name was Kit. Uh, me neither. When honestly. you started the story, you said it so co- casually oh, the first time. I thought you said Kid Culkin. And I was like, all right, I guess that's what we're calling the Culkin. <laughs> and, then, and then I pieced it together. But So his name is Kit? Yeah, his name's Kit. So they all got weird names. I guess he's like so. my name's weird. I gotta make my kid's name is crazy too. <laughs> I mean, I went through like the Culkin wormhole Culkin here. Clan. Like I did, I learned so much about that family that I did not know beforehand. Like I knew there was, something had to be going on. You know, with all that money, success produce, comes. Yeah, yeah, like, right. I'm telling you that they probably had Culkin well, Farms. I'm telling you, they were yeah, just growing yeah. act. They were I just mean, growing kids. Honestly, he's estranged from all his kids at this point. Yeah, it's probably not a coincidence. Yeah. So I don't know. We can go into that later on, but yeah, Kit pulled that power yeah, move there. It seems like Joe Jackson with less violence, unless <laughs> there was violence also. Yeah, exactly. So the studio's like, all right, and they go back to the writer and the producers and the director, and they're like, all right. Pull your Jesse kid. He's gone. Bradford We're casting Culkin. He did. And he's talking about it in articles. Damn. And he's like, well, honestly, that was the beginning of the end for Culkin. So blessing in disguise. Yeah, like I, I never would have like. got clock stoppers. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the original director of this movie was freaking pissed. So he left the project. Oh, he was Bradford's boy. Or Bradford yeah. was his boy. <laughs> I guess so. But also, in comes a new director. And then they were like, Ian, you got to rewrite the script. So he, honestly, because of how long it took to make this movie, he had to do like an insane amount of rewrites, especially when Culkin comes in. Yeah. And then at some point, he's working with Joseph Rubin, who is now the director and is eventually the, the director of this finished film and he has this thriller background ian refers to him as like a commercial director like very simplistic or whatever like he was talking trash about him in uh-huh. this article that i read it was pretty <laughs> funny but like in the most polite way sort of um, all of a sudden he's doing these rewrites and stuff he's trying to get in touch with ruben and we're getting close to like development now and ruben's just not returning his calls and eventually he realizes they've snuffed him out. Like, they oh, shut him out. Dip. Ruben's got his writer, producer, partner, friend rewriting the script. So what we saw is not the original at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Ian has seen it, but he's not happy with, like, this the whole situation. Product. Yeah, it's not like... I, I almost want to see what the original was, you yeah. know, at this point. Because he talks about, like, how he had more layers and, like more character depth it sounds like which i mean eh, whatever (laughs) but yeah and also you hear that story a lot when Mm -hmm. the original script is nowhere to be seen where it's always like the story is always in hindsight well my version would have been way better yeah and then sometimes that's not always true you know what i mean like 
Yeah. Everyone's going to think the script they wrote was awesome. So, like, uh, not always. Yeah. Sometimes you could be humble and be like, actually, that, what they did was better. But most of the time, people are just like, yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, the, the, the version I wanted to make, uh, that would have been great. <laughs> you know? I, I do feel like I felt a little bit of, like truth was in what he was saying but i don't know that could just be like how it hit me at the moment when i was reading it but what ended up happening is they made the movie and (laughs) the the producer writer who ended up rewriting the script was like he he basically went out to try and get the writer credit for this movie and ian was like hell to the no this has been my project from the very beginning he challenged it and won so like at the end of the day he did get credit for it it wasn't like sister act where the guy was like yeah put it under a pseudonym or whatever like this guy was like hell to the no No, you're not taking credit i don't care what it is now so that's what ended up happening with this but at the end of the day too like they got to get you know elijah wood in this yeah. which i think was a big get for him he was an up and coming and man those blue eyes like he's so cute <laughs> i can't get over baby elijah wood yeah. like i really can't i mean he's looked like that for so long <laughs> like you know he's just a shorter hobbit like, he's, he's got the same face but i'm really impressed i've got to say about from like with his acting at such a young age i was just like He's going through some like adult shit this whole movie. Yeah. Like he's he's always dealing with adult ass problems and like <laughs> the stress is hitting him like an adult. Like his like face facial expressions are like too old for a kid like that. <laughs> like the way str- like, the amount of stress he has in his life. I'm like, yo, it's crazy to see that on like a young boy. Oh, it really is. <laughs> and again, I thought he was eight, so I was like, this is even crazy for an eight year old. Oh, and one thing I forgot to mention too, because I guess Ian and his producer friend and the director like they were. They've been working in Hollywood for a while, so when they were going through this whole situation, like they brought in friends to try and get Kit Culkin to do any other movie besides this one. Yeah. At one point, he mentioned John Hughes was even throwing scripts at Culkin. They were yeah. like, "Yo, this is Oscar worthy. Like, take this script." Yeah. And he was like, "Nah, I want the good son." <laughs> so I think that just that made it even saltier. Power, man. He was just like. So was Macaulay even happy making this? Like, was he just like on set every day, like fucking bullshit? <laughs> I think, I mean, at the end of the day, I think he was so young that he didn't know all this was going yeah, on. Yeah, he was just like, oh, that's my next movie, right? Because yeah. him on set with Elijah, like they were buddies, like yeah. they were having fun with the director, okay. like all sunny I smiles. Thought, I thought and maybe all that. Kit Culkin was grabbing him by the ears, the, the, like <laughs> just like fucking. <laughs> right so oh no <laughs> that was an improvised moment they're like macaulay that was good the ear grab where'd you get that he's like oh it's from our house <laughs> <laughs> oh no that's so dark <laughs> Culkin farms is a fucked up place no. <laughs> i have no idea i don't have any details about the Culkins. like i'm just <laughs> yo I, but, just, I just gotta assume it can't be it could have been fun. i really want to listen to mark maron's episode with Culkin. oh dip yeah I, maybe I, I, when i like eight years ago i went on a mark maron deep dive and listened to like a thousand of those motherfuckers yeah. so maybe i did but uh, uh, I it's an it. episode check it out yeah. i'm going to it's behind the paywall all right so that's really all the background i wanted to share before we dive in unless you have any other pre-questions nah, let's dive into this crazy fucker right off the bat we get top billing for Culkin before the title you notice that <laughs> no i did Culkin, the title and then Elijah Wood and everyone else. Damn. That's, that's top billing. Yeah. It's, it's one thing to be the first actor. <laughs> but the, Elijah did say, I, I watched an interview with him like two years ago. And he was like, at the time, you know, all kids knew Home Alone. So like, yeah. he felt like he was working with a celebrity. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that must have been 
a cool experience for yeah. But this movie has fantastic views, I gotta say. Like, where Mark lives in this movie, Elijah Wood's character, yeah. they shot that in New Mexico, I think. Okay. So now I just want to go to sense. New Mexico because, yeah, like, those landscape shots were Crazy amazing. mountains, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where Breaking Bad takes place, so there's always... They're Ooh. always... Th- cooking meth in those mountains and shit <laughs> so we never really have a happy moment in this movie it kind of starts out with you see this happy kid playing soccer but then yeah. right before you know it his mom's in the hospital about to die yeah. <laughs> i feel like it was crazy like i didn't get why he knew right away because he was playing soccer and then his dad like just walks up and mm-hmm. then he just gets deadly serious and i was like did he know bad news was coming like Oh, uh, I think his mom had been sick for a while. So yeah, I guess like you know, his, maybe his dad never comes until the end of practice. And, yeah, yeah I, I get it. Yeah, so his dad comes. They head to the hospital, and you have this heartfelt moment between Elijah Wood and his mom, or sorry, Mark and his mom. Yeah. And you know this, you know, I'm not gonna let you die, and of course she does, and that's freaking heartbreaking. Yeah, that was a fucking cold <laughs> truth for that kid. Where he's like, you're not gonna die. I won't let it happen hard cut to her <laughs> funeral and i was like "Ooh, that's yeah, gonna that's that, gonna hurt a kid yeah that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself that's, that's some tissue that's, that's a deep tissue cut yeah and of course you know elijah wood with this bowl cut hair oh, it just one of my notes is them haircuts because <laughs> we didn't get the coking but yeah he's also got a crazy one but yeah, yeah that, that bowl man <laughs> that's a that's a full bowl if that's, i've ever that's seen a bowl one bowl, yeah yeah I had the mushroom. The mushrooms where you cut the bowl off in the back. But but he his shit went down to the neck. Yeah. yeah it was crazy. It was like a it was like a helmet. Oh, but he pulled it off. He pulled it off well. Yeah. Do all New Mexico funerals happen in the mountains? Yo. That was crazy. They were like burying her into the mountain or something. Yeah. That must be so awkward if the wind blew the wrong way and the ashes like went in your face. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they got to do some wind check before that. Blowing the ashes in the air on the mountains. Oh, shit, dude. I'm sorry. Goddamn wind. Fuck. God damn it, Walter. You fucking asshole. Shit, dude, I'm sorry. I need the fucking travesty with you, man. Dude, I'm sorry. It was an accident. What was, that, what was that shit about Vietnam? Dude, I'm sorry. What the fuck does anything have to do with Vietnam? Dude, I'm what sorry. What the fuck are you talking about? Dude, I'm sorry. Usually, I, I get annoyed with parents dealing with their kids who have just lost someone but honestly here i wasn't annoyed with the dad what how were you how did you like this whole him dealing with you know his son having just lost his mother no it was i didn't hate him you know it made sense where it was a little overwrought like the movie the way movies handle like business where it's like (laughs) yeah you know he's just like I told you I'm not doing business anymore. I have to be with my son. He's like, but we just have one more deal and we'll be set for life. And I was just like, I don't even know what kind of business you guys <laughs> yeah. are doing. What industry? Yeah, is... like, like what, where are you getting one big sale? And he's like, you and Mark will be set for the rest of your life. <laughs> All you need to do is take two weeks at a time. So it was a little contrived for plot purposes. But right. yeah, in terms of like a character, they didn't go the like piece of shit or like, you know, I think the easy way would have gone like he's him and his mom were always close and he wasn't close with his dad. Right. But like this wasn't really that movie. So, uh, yeah, I kind of dug that he had like two supportive parents. Yeah. And it also just falls into kind of like the nurture versus nature argument of this movie. Like both kids have, quote unquote, like a oh. happy set of regular parents. Like, I see. like a mom and a dad. Right. Like, who are happy together. 
And then so like they both, you know, obviously this tragedy hits Elijah Wood, but he still grew up with a mom. Right, right. So they grew up with like the same circumstances, but you see like how different they are. Yeah. It's interesting. No, I, that's a really cool, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. So I like that, you know, if he had the shitty dad, then all of a sudden you're making a statement where it's like. Yeah. I just, I also just hate in two generally speaking, like it seemed like the dad and the mom had had conversations about how to deal with death before she passed. Yeah. So he wasn't like struggling or anything. Yeah. Like I was like, okay, cool. He's solid. He knows how to deal with it. He's probably struggling on his own, but puts a good face in front of his son. Yeah. He has a supportive brother who's at the funeral and is like, you know, when you do this business deal, like let his, let your son stay with us for a little while while you deal with it. So that's why um, he drives his son to Maine to hey, to stay with uh, his uncle, aunt, and his cousins for yeah. two weeks. And that's really what kicks this off. Do you think the Maine is a, a nod to Stephen King because he always writes all his creepy stories in Maine? Right. I think it might have been. I feel like it has to be. Yeah. I feel like you can't put like a creepy murder kid story and set it in Maine without either being Stephen King or at least wanting to reference him. Yeah. It made me think because they remake it every fucking 20 years. Uh, if they remade the Twilight Zone with the kid with the evil powers, oh. Culkin could have played that. Oh, totally. You know, it's good you did that, Culkin. It's good. <laughs> Good Culkin. Oh, I hated it. I love it. It's good that you turned me into a jack-o'-lantern, Culkin. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. All right, so we're off to Maine, and we get introduced to Susan, the mother, yep. um, as well as, of course, Henry, played by Macaulay Culkin. Pops over with that mask. Yeah, that kind of scared me. You did? Like, that was like, because it wasn't shot like a horror movie moment. It was just him saying, like, ah, you know, but like that, that was good creepy mask. Mm -hmm. And like believable that like a kid could have made. Yes. You know what I mean? Sometimes, I freaking hate paper mache. Yeah, no. yeah. Sometimes <laughs> like, they go to like, you know, the, they get the props department to make some shit and you're like, I don't think he would have put that together. Yeah. But yeah, like that was believable, like weird ass kid shit. <laughs> I and love like to it. me, because I already like, you know. I knew the movie's reputations. I knew what, what it was. So I was like, man, the mind games have begun. Like, uh -huh, right he's already setting the, the tone where he's just like, yeah, scared of me. Yeah. I actually threw out, like, you've got to tell me because obviously I'm, I didn't grow up, you know, an adolescent boy. So I just need to know, like, at what level, or I guess throughout, if this was believable to you, like them meeting for the first time and they were like, a little aggressive towards each other, but that would break out into laughter. Yeah, that's you know pretty what I mean? normal. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, them being so young and why, like, I think it works because they're so young. Because I get, like, I totally understand Elijah Wood coming from the place of, like, yo, like, I just lost my mom. I'm all fucked up. And then I'm in a weird, like, surrounding, you know? And this is a kid. This isn't even boy shit. This is just, like, kids, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, do you ever do you ever have any memories of like your mom like dropping you off oh, with, totally. to like people who are watching you and you're like, I don't really even know these people, and you just feel like, what the fuck, like you know? Yes. Like I have a memory of being like five or six, where my dad like left me with like some of his cousins, and like you know I've met them before, and like, but I never been to their house, and like I just have this memory of like him walking out the door, and then as soon as there's a like, car pulled away, I broke out into tears because mm. I just did. I was just like scared, you know, like even though like he did, he's like I'm coming back, like there was no reason, yeah. like I don't even remember where he went, but he was just yeah. Yeah, they're gonna watch you for a little while and i was like five or six like you know and i was just like oh. <laughs> um so like he's a little older so i get just that kind of feeling of like you know no one's really here for me i'm kind of alone yes and then there's also then you put in that kind of boy shit of like you know he's always kind of challenging his toughness mm. and you know like you're, you're at that age you know you don't want to be like you want to look tough and cool so like 
I challenges so. and shit like that are a little bit more like, oh, I could do that too, you know? <laughs> yeah. And if they were older, I would not have believed it. Because if they were like 17 and he was like, what are you scared? I'd be like, all right, you should be more mature than that. Uh, but at their age, like I kind of bought a lot of it. All right, cool. Like we'll go through it scene by scene and stuff. And I'll tell you how I felt about each one. But like yeah. right off the bat, you have him like kicking him. Yeah, to at me, the dinner table. Yeah. Like because... Macaulay Cook is a psychopath. To me, that was him testing Elijah Wood of just being like, let me see how much of a punk I'm dealing with here. <laughs> and then and then Elijah Wood hitting him back is just him being like, yo, I'm not a punk. And then, you know, and then so he was like, he kind of like felt to where he was at. He was like, you know, because I felt like Henry was like, I'm going to fuck with this dude no matter what. Right. Let me let me test how far I can go right off the bat. So if I, if I come at him aggressively, he's going to come back at me aggressively. So mm-hmm. then he decides to go like, the manipulative route. Right. Uh, which yeah, was Yeah, that was the first interaction. And I even wrote down in my notes, like, yeah, I would have been over this cousin 100%. Like, yeah. I would have never hung out with them ever again. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? So I wanted to get your take on that. No, that was I get really it. The and like, you know, like, challenge. I would always, you know, like, and I grew up with my cousin who, like, we were, you know, best friends growing up and hung out every day. But, like, we would also fight a lot. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, he'd be a dick. I'd be a dick. Like, walk, you know, hitting each other and shit. And there'd right. be days where I'd leave their house furious, you know, be like, fucking piece of shit you know so, <laughs> so i get it like you're fighting then you're laughing you know like it's yeah. like whatever but i just feel more with elijah wood where like he's not even that into the whole like let's fight each other and then crack up about it he's just trying to fit in mm-hmm. and so like it's like oh we're laughing all right like this is kind of going good yeah know? oh cute elijah he's so good <laughs> at being like this innocent kid he's so good at being a good son yeah <laughs> I think the parents at this point are like, oh, solid. This is going to be like a sweet thing for all of us. The kids are getting along. Perfect. And I guess everyone's on winter break, which explains why they're not going to school or anything like that. It was, yeah. So once the father leaves, this is where we get to see a lot of Henry and Mark hanging out. And you get to see what Henry sort of does with his day. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, they got the, and it's like a good old fashioned, like old school upbringing, you know, it's like the 90s. So as as long as they're home for the meals, they're just out for the day. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand this lifestyle at all. I think this was very foreign to me. Especially watching as a kid uh-huh. with a black mom. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, hell to the no. My mom would know every single, like, where I'm at, what yeah. I'm doing. <laughs> I don't nah, know. No, we kind of lived that bicycle suburban life. And so, like, we were always, like, at, we were always in, like, a group of five or six. Uh, so, like, we'd always be at someone's house. You know, so, like, it wasn't, yeah. As long as you were either at home for the meals or at least accounted for, like call up, be like, Hey, I'm having lunch here. Yeah. That was pretty much uh, it. Like, like this kid has his own shed. Yeah. Hell to the no. Yeah, no, this kid, <laughs> this kid's got it. I mean, I didn't grow up in like deep, like where you could just go and like be alone. Like we, uh-huh. there were streets and houses every time we made a left or a right. It wasn't, we weren't that crazy. Like, you know, like we weren't just like that unsupervised. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, we see them doing a couple things throughout the day. They go to the shed, they cross a bridge, like, tell me what kind of stuck out to you during this bonding experience i mean it just reminded me so much of getting in with that troublemaker kid in your neighborhood Mm. and then just like being like just being like tagging along for some shit that you're just like what the fuck is going on here (laughs) like i don't know i because i had i had one old like not that much older cousin a couple years older than me who was definitely when we were younger the one who would always get in trouble and stuff uh-huh. and like i don't even remember this i was so young like i was probably like four and he was like seven Whoa. but like my mom like tells a story of one time she dropped us off there at their house 
And then I don't know what his mom was doing. Something wasn't watching us. And then like he was leading, obviously, because he was like seven and I was like four. But like they found us like down the street hanging out by the train tracks. Like, oh. you know, like he like, you know, he's just always like looking for trouble. You know Damn. what I mean? Like that. And nothing bad happened. Like, you know, but just like always you know, not just hanging out. Like you're always like out mischieving yeah. and shit. And then, you know, just like little friends growing up and you're in elementary school and stuff. And you're like, oh, I want to be friends with this kid. And then like. You know, sometimes it's a troublemaker. Yeah, yeah. Just going around like, oh, I break things, and you know, and and like I've never met anyone nearly to the extent of Macaulay Culkin, <laughs> but like that's what this first scene revolved me of because oh. this one had no like murder and killing and stuff like that. Yeah. So just like you know, like walking around. Was this when they were breaking glass, or was that the second time? Um, that's the second time. So remind me what happens the first time. They go out like four times. Yeah, in the movie. I, I mean, they risk their lives multiple times throughout this movie. Yeah. So what's and... the first one? Like, what what exactly happens? <laughs> really, and. I love that they plant small little seeds, like we said, the mask. But the second seed is when he shows him his treehouse. Yeah. Which is up this Oh, my God, that was hilarious. <laughs> because the way, like, how do you, do you always have to get up in that, do you always have to pull your entire body up? Oh, yeah. Because it looked like the ladder, like, reached the bottom of the treehouse, but then there was that lip and you had to, like, go around it. I don't know. It just seemed mad and practical for whoever built that. Yeah. I don't know, maybe some like sturdy branches broke off over the years, but like it looks like he's been using the same branch for so long. But it was so hot. Like, how do you build that without like. I know. Because there's no way he could have built that because you have to be climbing and nailing the things in. Yeah, I think it's a house that they've like. This has been around for years. years, You know what I mean? It just seemed crazy to build one (laughs) that high up. I was like, what are you doing? They're climbing this tree. They could fall at any moment. And this moment where you know elijah what he you think he's gonna reach it and he the branch breaks and he's literally holding on to life because of Mar- henry yeah henry's holding on to him and henry goes if i let you go do you think you could fly yeah. <laughs> i was like all right creep give me the fuck up there yo and and then he mark doesn't question it at all he was like yo he, like I, I was expecting him to be like yeah that thing you just said that was weird right yeah like, yeah yeah, he just keeps kind of going with it because then Henry plays everything off as a joke, you know, or like he'll laugh it off or be like, yeah. oh, you didn't think I would actually uh, let you fall. And I think it's believable, too, because this kid has just gone through so much emotions by losing his mom that maybe that just brief moment of I might die and then being able to be relieved and laugh it off. Maybe that was helpful and yeah, therapeutic yeah. for Who him. Knows? Even though I had a humble, polite, follow the rules upbringing. I did have one neighbor friend who was a bad girl Ooh. that I befriended for a little bit as a kid, and she was wild. What happened? But I do remember one night where we lived on this block that had a huge hill, like a huge downhill. And one night, you know, I was hanging out with her throughout the day, and then she was like, oh, let's rollerblade, blah, blah, blah. And for like, I went home, ate dinner, and then like got my rollerblades, and it was like 8.30 at night or something. Whoa. And we decided we were going to rollerblade down this huge hill. And my mom had no idea. I still don't think to this day she knows, but I remember to this day rolling down that hill and thinking that I was going to die. Oh because God. it was going so it fast. It was like pitch black. Yeah. So... I wonder where she's at now, but <laughs> yeah, that was a bad, bad memory. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, that just reminded me of like climbing this tree. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, insane. Yeah, because you didn't want to be like a, the nerd who didn't want to do it. So yeah. you were like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, and you know, you got Quinn Culkin checking out what they're doing too. Yeah. Poor girl. And clearly like 
she's always like trying to hang out and Henry's always telling her to go fuck off. Yeah. That's like their relationship. Ugh. After this, I think is when they go to the well for the first time, right? Yes. Yeah, and then uh, first he both pulls out those cigarettes. <laughs> That's like another thing where I was just like, kids smoking? That's what I meant. <laughs> we're like, what is this movie? Because you don't get this kind of shit. Yeah. I don't, you know, take the superstardom out of it. Like, how often do you see a movie yeah. where kids smoke like that? And then B, that it's like Macaulay Culkin. I know. You know what I mean? That's why I think, like, it makes sense that your cousins told you about this movie with excitement. Because it's like something kids our age never saw before yeah, it's like, especially kids our age doing those yeah, things like, it's like <sighs> Culkin's doing this uh, and I, I just loved like their little kids smoking of it like they just looked so funny like. <laughs> it's like remember when he was home alone new york and like in the hotel yeah. like with the after sh- all that stuff but you're seeing it now i like. know <laughs> This is where we learned that uh, Henry had a younger brother who died because mm-hmm. he starts asking all these fucked up death questions to Mark. You know, he's like, you know, did you see your mom when she died and all this stuff? And he was like, I want he's like, you know, because he wanted to know what she looked like. He said, my brother was blue when he died. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. That was fucked up. So you, you get the sense that something's like he's a little too interested in death yeah, <laughs> like well. in, and dead bodies and how his mom looked. And again, you get this tension between them. And then Mark is just so willing to forgive him. Every yeah, time. well, because as soon as he starts to like challenge him, that's always when like Henry knows how to like play people because mm-hmm. he always just immediately he's like, "Hey, man, I'm really sorry. I I asked that. That went too far. Yeah. Like, you know, he's good at that with like just kind of like you know putting the fire out. Right. He knows he's not stupid. He's like a very calculated maniac. You know. Right. I think this movie gets scarier the more times you watch it because after they sort of come to a resolve in this scene, they do a handshake over the well. Yeah. So I'm always like, man, he could just so easily pull Mark and like put him in that well you know what i mean i'm saving a lot of this for after the credits but i have like 15 who this kid is and calkin is definitely a young version of dennis from always sunny in philadelphia oh really (laughs) i'm just saying like in the psychopathic nature where i'm just like yeah i could see this dude growing up to being dennis from always sunny and then i also said he's totally tenacious son from mindhunter mac i was gathering information so that i can more fully become this man look look This is about much more than just business. This is about the thrill of wearing another man's skin, feeling his innermost wants and desires, and being in control of his every single move. That's how you get off. So you got the well scene. You got them going to this warehouse that we think is abandoned. They're just throwing rocks in the glass. Yeah, that's a a good (laughs) old-fashioned troublemaker, bro. Just like, you know, I'm just going to... Like, this is before we really know about, like, how far he takes this kind of shit. But, like, yeah. in the beginning, it's just, like, like this is when I was relating to it. Like, yeah, yeah. I know these kids. Like, hey, no place we can go break a bunch of glass. Like. <laughs> and then, to me, this was the scariest part when I was a kid. Uh-huh. Getting chased across a bridge by this crazy dog. Yo, yeah. Yo, whose dog was that? The first time I bought it, but then they bring the they come back later and the dog's there again, and I was like, "Whose dog? No, just I think, lives on the bridge. No, I think this dog is guarding. Like this kid knows where this dog is. He purposefully brought Mark to that bridge. I know, but like, what's what's he guard? Who gets to guard the whole bridge? I don't know. Like, I, it's just like I was like, who's? I think maybe someone from Maine can explain this. <laughs> yeah, you know, because I this movie was very Maine, like. 
the first time Mark's in that house, they're eating lobster for dinner. Like, yeah. they're going, like, basic Oh, they're main. <laughs> they're always hanging out on the rocks. Like, <laughs> like just you know, most of your life is right on the rocks. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's where you think. It's where you talk. It's where, it's where you hang out. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe someone from Maine can explain yeah, a dog on a bridge. I don't bridge. know, Maine. So. But I don't even know what breed of dog this is. That was pretty funny. I forgot about the lobster, how Maine that was. Sorry to go back. <laughs> no, it's fine. Because then I started remembering, like, also, you just see, like, how crazy Culkin is, like, smashing the lobster. Upstairs, like, this is how you do it. Ah, like, you know, <laughs> fucking psycho. <laughs> but, like, it seems so innocent, you know? Because yeah. you're like, oh, two kids, crazy boys. Yeah. They get chased by this fucking dog. I just, yeah, I could have I got over. Like, who? Like, <laughs> <laughs> does this dog just live on the bridge? Is this the bridge dog? Uh, uh, but, yeah, they run away and get away at the last second. And then fucking Culkin growling at this fucking dog. Their faces you know? are so close. Yeah, I was like, how did they, did they just, like, put him in danger like <laughs> you know what i mean like it, it didn't seem like there was that much holding that dog back yeah but like yeah he's just like arr, arr, arr. i was like yo this kid is nuts <laughs> that's what i was like yo that's what i was like Culkin had to have had a blast because you know what i mean he's always playing the nice boy yes. you know like i mean yeah at home alone he's mischievous and kind of a dick but like he's still lovable yeah from what i've seen they had a, like both of them elijah and yeah. Culkin had a blast and what I liked about it, and the director talked about this too, like people like just walking around, seeing them film this around town, were like, yo, you guys are putting these kids in danger. But like, honestly, they knew what they were doing. Like the stunt people, they all knew what they were yeah, doing. Yeah, I don't think they were actually in danger. I just think more like it's heavy ass shit. Yeah. That's why I was just like, this kid, you can't do this R rated. Like it would be nuts. <laughs> it I get it as PG 13, like let's make a, like, a thriller for kids. Because. I, I do get, I know I was talking shit about like, wh- why didn't people, this is for kids, why are you taking kids? But like, it's hard when you're leading a movie with two kids mm-hmm. to not make it look like it's four kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And which is why I said this is some of the wildest shit I've ever seen, because like, I can't think of a lot of other examples where this happens. Yeah. How many other like R-rated thrillers are starring like two kids or one, or even if it's one kid, if it's like a sixth sense. Yeah, like, it's usually about the adults still. Yeah, you're not going to confuse Sixth Sense for a kid's movie because Haley Joel Osment's in it. Mm-hmm. But like, if it was about Haley Joel Osment and another nine-year-old, then yeah, it'd be really hard to be like, yeah. no, no, this is like a grounded... And even that's not even R-rated. Right. You barely ever get scenes in this movie with just the adults alone. Yeah. Oh, and um, to go back when we learned that revelation about how, that his, his, baby, his baby brother died, mm-hmm. I like that aspect of it because it kind of explains that a bit of like absentee parenting that because mm. Macaulay Culkin's like yes he's good at hiding his evilness like he knows when to lie but at the same time there's a lot of red flags with this kid <laughs> and if these parents had nothing like if they were just like regular ass people with no problems that we've seen I'd be like you're really bad parents for not paying attention to your son and noticing these things right but I, I bought it a lot more because of their their still going over coming off a tragedy that's not that old you mm-hmm. know what i mean so absolutely I, I dug that little aspect of it where I, I it made it all believable where like why his parents don't really give a fuck about what he's doing or like checking in on him more often yeah they have this whole room like they still have the baby room intact like the baby's still living yep. there which mark comes across a little bit you get a little hint i love that you just see this from the kid's point of view yeah like you see the mom on the cliff and that's where she goes to think about her dead son main yeah it's like you (laughs) you just see them when you know they come for lunch or dinner like you're really just seeing it from mark's point of view which is 
I, I, I just thought they kept it really realistic. Yeah, like, this wound is so fresh. Like, And you even just hear, like, Henry's callousness where he's like, what's your mom doing out there? He's like, oh, that's where she goes to think about. I can't remember the brother's Richard. name. Richard. Richard. That's what goes to think about Richard. Like, he just says yeah. it like it's like. Yeah. <laughs> and again, Kit did his due diligence here. Whenever we see a picture of Richard, that's Rory Culkin, baby Culkin. Yeah. <laughs> so he was getting collecting those dividends. Dude, Kit was fucking. <laughs> was like, we need a baby. I got fucking three of them right here. <laughs> they all look the same. <laughs> Our farm fucking nailed the perfection. From the fertilizers great at Culkin Farms. They all come out the same. God. One thing that I thought was interesting is that his dad agrees for Mark to see a therapist yeah. while he's away. Yeah. This freaking therapist. I <laughs> I have thoughts on her that I will I'm happy to share at the end of this when uh-huh. we're in the spoiler section and all that, but I just thought that it was an interesting layer to add to this. Yeah. Because he does need therapy. No, I liked it story wise, but yeah, I don't think the therapist was written terribly well yeah like i was like you know i was like this isn't that good of therapy you just keep being like why don't we why don't you talk (laughs) like that was the old that's as far as like she got with everything she's like i just think if you like talked we'd figure this out i just it just felt like such small town like your therapy to me i don't know like i'm not trying to diss small town therapists i'm just saying like (laughs) oh i guess i kind of am we got a lot of small town therapist fans this small this one does not represent you guys well is all i'm saying (laughs) from here we just keep getting more days right like they just hang out day after day and then it just escalates it does so and really what causes this escalation i think from mark's point of view is you know we see that henry spends a lot of time making things yeah like we starts out with the mask and then all of a sudden he's been working on this i don't even know what you'd call it but it shoots steel bullets (laughs) steel bullets steel uh sorry (laughs) steel nails he he makes like yeah he makes a homemade nail gun yeah and then puts those uh, puts bolts into it i'm so far removed from (laughs) making these things i can't even find the words (laughs) you said steel bullets It's literally like a bolt shooter. Leave me be. (laughs) They do this twice. And I got to mention the first time because it always makes me laugh. The first time they aim it at a cat. Yeah. And, you know, Mark's like, just scare it. And he's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I really liked Macaulay Culkin's acting in this scene. (laughs) He just seems so disappointed when it didn't hit the cat. I was like, that's some good disappointment acting. Yeah, it was was like this, this kind of joke comes up in scripts a lot where, like, you know, someone get something really close someone's like whoa good shot and he's like yeah you know i missed or some shit like that but yeah. i, I like the way they played in this one where he was just like oh man that was really good shooting you got really close to the cat and he was like scope's not finished <laughs> like you know and he's just like or like scope needs work like, yeah yeah i was just like "Ooh, that was a cool way to say a line that i've heard a thousand times yeah yeah it was really good but the next time they bring it out is at this bridge yeah. that we still don't understand why the, the guard the, is dogging. The, the guard is dogging? <laughs> <laughs> ah, Editor Macho's gonna love it. We still don't understand why the guard... <laughs> ah, <laughs> keep it in. We still don't Fool understand. me once, we'll cut you out. Fool me twice, it's in the bloopers. <laughs> you just take it from here. I can't even speak. <laughs> so we're on this bridge that the dog is guarding. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to yeah. mess it up. But... And uh, it's very clear that Culkin is aiming directly at this dog. Yeah. And Mark realizes it, right? Like, he knows, he, he very much can tell that he's going to kill this dog. It takes him a while because he's like, don't hurt him, just scare him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Mark. And then, so innocent. Yeah, you, know, you get the, the 
classic dog sound effect of a dead dog. (laughs) I remember clearly thinking as a kid, like, oh, it wasn't too bad because the dog was a mean dog. Like, Uh, I remember having that mindset, but like trying to rationalize. Uh huh. It it, it was very strange. You were marking it. Yeah. Like trying to like. uh... Because I was around Mark's age, so I was. I remember being like, yeah, maybe he's not like too creepy, but you know, yeah. I didn't know how movies worked really yet. And this also starts the manipulation part of him starting to get Mark like in on his dirty deeds so mm-hmm. that way it's like it's like he's got dirt on him you know because right. he didn't shoot the dog but then the, but the two of them wrapped the dog up and drag it to the well and drop it down Yeah. and I was like yo this fucking kid if, the, if that well is drinking water you're a piece of oh, shit oh god you know what I mean like it I might not be but like you could be poisoning a whole town right now like, oh that's so gross yeah but Henry's freaking messed up because he again he brings this manipulation into play he's like i'm so sorry about that i'm gonna make it up to you by giving you an experience you'll never have in your life this is where i was like (laughs) yo you gotta know better henry get details on paper i'd be like what what is it ice cream what are we doing Ice cream would have been fine. Yeah, would have been a great reward. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, you're too... Like, that was the one time where I was like, you're being stupid. Like, all the other times I believed he would ro- be roped into it based on his emotional state and age. But, like, I was like, yo, after you just saw him kill the dog and you already had doubts. Yeah. Now you're not going to... You're going to trust him. I know. And and then, yeah, he takes him to his shed and he shows him what he's been working on. He wants to introduce him to someone. Yeah, Mr. I forget Highway. what he names this Mr. dog. Mr. Highway. Mr. Highway. Yeah. And again, like, I was like, Elijah Wood. <laughs> Put two and two together. You know where this doll is going. Oh, the <laughs> he, highway. He named it Mr. Highway. <laughs> but yeah, I love that. And yeah, like, it really, it kept it at a believable level of, like, mayhem for a kid. Mm. You know, like, I, I don't think he ever went so crazy where I was like, all right. I don't know if he would have been able to pull this off. Like, I believe that this main this kid was making this doll, and then he saw the overpass and was like, I could do something. Like, I could do this. You know what right, I mean? Right, yeah. Them dragging this guy, this doll, to the highway and then toppling him off and causing this, like, 12-car highway crash yep. was insane. Yeah. This scene was actually cut from the UK version of the film because they thought it was mimicable behavior. I mean... I don't know if that's cutworthy, but yes, it is mimical behavior. Yeah. I'm not gonna like it's very that's something any kid could do. And they had a point because because you don't even need a dummy; you could throw a watermelon off and cause right. that kind of trouble. Like some kids did it in Detroit, and it caused the death of this pregnant woman. Um, I think shortly after this movie was released. Really? Yeah. So I I don't blame them for yeah. cutting the scene, but like obviously people shouldn't be dumb and mimic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I don't know if I would argue whether or not you should cut it for that reason, but it is mimicable. Yeah, that I think is the true turning point. Seeing other people get hurt by the actions is what... But not even that, just and then like the way he like watched it. You know, like he wasn't... Oh, I, I forget. Yeah, you're right, because it pulls out and you see like Mark watching Henry react to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And Henry's really not reacting. Or like, it's just like a little bit of a smile, you know? Mm-hmm. Like a sick little fuck. And he ropes him in. He's like, if you tell, you were there too. We did it together. Yeah, so that was the first time he couldn't play it off of like it was an accident or like, I, you know, I didn't mean to do that. You know, because mm-hmm. the whole time he's always been like, you don't actually think I would have blank, you know? You don't think I actually wanted to hurt that dog. You don't think I would actually this yeah. and that. And also sprinkled throughout these scenes of them constantly going out during the day is every once in a while you'll you see that Mark is also getting along with Connie, his little sister, mm-hmm. and they're kind of becoming buddies. 
and then Mark also kind of gets, uh, you know, is, is close with his mom. And so we see Henry observing him, observe like that happening a lot. Where yeah. He, and, you know, he hates his little sister. So there's one time where he pulls, he's like, no, I'm taking Mark. We're going to play. And she's like, he's my friend too. You know, <laughs> right. and all that shit. <laughs> gotta, gotta give my, you gotta give my daughter more lines in this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was very impressed with the scene that they have right after Mr. Highway of them talking in that sort of tunnel when yeah. they're hiding from the cops. Uh-huh. Because I just felt, again, this is a scene you wouldn't give to two 12-year-old kids. Hilarious. Like, Elijah Wood literally says, you're sick. You yeah. know, like... You're sick. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like... I, I love that this is a dialogue that would normally be given to adults. Yeah. So I think from this point on is where Mark really tries his best to not hang out with Henry. Yeah, like he's <laughs> finally learned that this fucking kid is crazy. Yeah. On the sidelines, he thinks that Susan is like his mom has come back through Susan somehow, which I thought was a very interesting. I like that. Like that was some good kid shit. Mm. And I like that the movie didn't make a big deal out of it. You know what I mean? It was just something that like he believed. <laughs> and it, it's, you know, because he needed to hold on to that. You know, he needed something. Yeah. And because, again, in my eyes, they were all eight years old, that I just, I bought it. I was like, yeah, I could see him just, like, grasping onto that somehow, mm. you know? Yeah. The same way I believe that he believed he killed his mom because he said that he's not going to let her die and she did die. Mm-hmm. So even though he didn't do anything, he thinks that he did. He, yeah, know? yeah. I guess so, yeah. yeah. I always remember thinking, like, is there some sort of sci-fi angle as well? Like, you yeah. know, but it yeah, makes that sense. Sucked. My... I liked that it was, like, it yeah. wasn't a big deal. It was just kind of his coping mechanism. <laughs> yeah, so he tries to hang out with Susan. He tries to hang out with the little sister, who I'm forgetting her name, but, you know, Quinn Culkin. Connie. Connie, thank you. And... I think this is all build up to Henry is noticing now how Mark sees him. Yeah. And he's just like, all right, I'm going full on in and messing with this kid now. Yep. Like, I'm not even going to try and be nice. Oh, you like my sister, Connie? Would be a shame if something happened to her. Yeah. And just no sleep from this point on for Mark. <laughs> yeah. And and I don't remember if it was before or after that, but there's, you know, when Connie walks in into his room and he's like you came in my room and he starts grabbing her by the ears and shit yeah. and then him and uh, Mark kind of duke it out for the first time that was pretty uh, crazy yeah I just want to know I wish there was some stuff about how the Culkins like how that acting that acting was for them like yeah. that experience yeah interesting <laughs> I'd love a Culkin documentary oh yeah me too like a full deep dive <laughs> from this point on Mark feels like he needs to protect her from Henry yep Little does he know that you know, I you get the you get the creepy hide and go seek scene. Well, and before that, because the parents go out for the night. Oh yeah, and leave these motherfuckers to babysit yeah. themselves. Yeah, what is this? That is too young. Is this a, a main thing? Like, <laughs> it just there was a, there was a whole Simpsons about it where they leave Lisa to babysit Bart, which is just funny because she's eight and he's ten. Yeah, and then it goes horribly wrong. It's the best episode of The Simpsons ever. And I was just like, yo, this is that episode. Like, what are you... Are you fucking kidding me? And again, I didn't know there was 12. But I still think that's too young. I do too. But like, from my perspective, it was a six-year-old and two eight-year-olds. Yeah. Like, like dead ass. I was like, this is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> you can't leave these kids. We've been planning this date night for months. Get a... You've, and like, that house is big enough. You get a fucking baby. You get yo, a teenager over there. Get a, exactly. Get a, seven, a 16-year-old to watch these fucking kids. And, and then, then and yeah, and they could have had actually I don't know. Then they would have had to just write a bunch of loop arounds to how they got around the babysitter. But still, I just couldn't. I was like, "You fucking 
Yeah, those are absent parents. Yeah. <laughs> I bought I bought you guys being absent minded because you had a dead kid, but this is just negligence. <laughs> this kid Henry knows how to turn off all the lights in the house. Yeah, you that was the breakers. Scary. Yo, I right away I was like, yo, Culkin loves turning mansions into like murder playhouses. <laughs> like it was just like this home alone again. Like it's just <laughs> I wonder if that's what Kit saw in the script. Yeah, he was he's like, just like, yeah. oh yeah. Let's get some broken ornaments on the fucking floor. <laughs> <laughs> One of my notes says Elijah is an old soul because he just seems so old. And <laughs> he just seems like an old <laughs> He does seem like an old soul. Yeah. How creepy was that the end of the hide-and-go-seek round where he's tickling his sister? Yeah. I found that so creepy. He's just like, I'm not doing shit tonight. These are mind games. Like, <laughs> but like, he knows like when to... Because you know, if something goes wrong... That, that night when the parents are gone, he's going to have to come up with a really hard story, but, like, he knows when to strike, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's during the day. Yeah, and, like, basically, Mark tries to sleep, like, on the floor of Connie's bed just to, like, protect her. Or I don't think he was planning on sleeping. I think he was planning on guarding, but then he falls asleep. Yeah. Wakes up, she's gone, he's panicking. And then he finds out that uh, Henry took her uh, ice skating. Yeah. And then, oh, man. The suspense. <laughs> I think this is the most fast-moving part of the movie yeah because he's running to this ice rink first of all i'm glad he knows where it is yep <laughs> this right, new, new in town, town. <laughs> knows exactly how to get that and you just see culkin the culkins on the ice and i just love how straight macaulay plays this yeah his face is just non like no emotion it's just a calculated plan he's just like all right build up enough speed yeah winger over there and then connie's like Wee! <laughs> like yeah. it's just so <laughs> She fell. Anytime a kid falls on ice, I can only think of the fucking It's a Wonderful Life. That's what happens to uh, George Bailey in the beginning, and it's what fucks up his ear. Yeah. And they call it a trick ear, which is a funny old term for whenever something's broken. It's like, that's <laughs> ah, my trick ear. Uh. So I was like, oh, Connie's getting a fucking trick ear out of this one if I ever saw it. But again, these kids did their own stunts. Yeah, dude. She was like, I, the I don't even know how they filmed that ice shit with her under the I ice. I think like the that. temperature of the ice was actually low, so they had to really like get her out quick. That's crazy. I don't know how they... How? How? Yeah. <laughs> but they did it. They had to find ice that was thin enough for but them I to love, do all this. I love the way, like, how cold Culkin played it. Because, like, he went over to pretend like he was saving her. And then he just puts his arm out, but makes, like, no attempt to actually grab her. Yeah. And, like, from far away, it looks like he's, like, st- like just trying to get her. But he's just staring at her, like, just fucking die, bitch. <laughs> like, I was like, yo. Yeah. Culkin. Evil Coke. <laughs> I gotta say, Quinn did some good frozen body acting. Yeah, that <laughs> shit was crazy. Yeah, they get her out, and then that's when Mark decides he's telling the mom that they got a murder on, on their hands. Yeah. And fucking, I love her right away. She just slaps the fucking <laughs> shit out of him. But then hugs him immediately. She's broken, yo. She's like, because <laughs> I feel like she's always had some kind of suspicions about this kid. Like, mm-hmm. maybe not like murderous suspicions but i think she knows something's wrong with henry doesn't want to talk about it and then hearing that just shocked her so much that it just made her slap him. you know what i mean <laughs> like like it wasn't and that's why immediately she was like oh my god i'm so sorry you know like, yeah yeah but it was yeah i think you know maybe she's had like a one percent su- su- suspicious that like he might have killed her her other son and it's funny that we're dealing with this idea of being a bad mom because obviously that's tackled in home alone as well uh-huh. but i just feel like she's been feeling like she's a bad mom so admitting that something is wrong with henry 
is sort of admitting that there's something wrong with her as a mom, which isn't true because that's how he's wired. Uh But I just think that that's part of like how her brain was processing it. Like admitting something's wrong with Henry admits that somehow I'm a bad mother. Yeah. I kind of just believed the position that Mark was in because, you know, he's a kid. So obviously I give him I, I give him a pass for not thinking this certain things through. Mm. So in, like, in the beginning, you know, he was just rolling along with it because he didn't want to cause trouble. Then all of a sudden he's wrapped up where now he's like, oh, shit, if I tell someone I'm scared until it goes so far where he feels like Connie might die. So then he actually tries to tell an adult. He gets slapped in the fucking face. <laughs> like, you know, like that would shake, you know, like, that's who's supposed to be like watching you. Like, that's like, yeah. you're, you know. If, if I'm just thinking if I was like staying with my cousins and some shit like this was going on and I told my aunt that she sucked the shit out of me, like I would have been shook, you know, like I wouldn't have, you know, I was, but it would have been 10 years old, you know? <laughs> so I just, I, I believe it, you know? And like, you know, he's not going to go to the cops, you know, like none of this really works, you know? Yeah. I, I dig it. Can't tell your therapist cause she doesn't believe in evil. Exactly. <laughs> like- yeah. But at least here, Mark has planted the seed in Susan's head. Like, I think yeah. she's always had that, like you said. But, like, now it's, she's starting to, like, yep. question it. Because when Henry goes to visit his sister because he misses... First of all, you're not mad that your kid left the house? In the middle of the night on his own? <laughs> How far are you from the hospital? I'm shaking my head throughout this whole movie because of these white parents. Like, I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, yeah, she catches... Like, he's, he's clearly going to kill her. The mom's sitting there. And she's like, oh. And he's like, oh. I was just so worried about Connie. Okay, I should go home now. I would have been like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so if I wasn't here, your plan was to show up for a one second and then go home? Right. Like, you know, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you gotta, you gotta be suspicious of your kids. Yeah, but. you got to be. And I think when he returns home, he this is the same night that he messes with Mark one last time. Yeah. With the food in the fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That boy was crazy. <laughs> I felt like this one really caught you by surprise (laughs) because, you know, at one moment, Henry's like, you don't think I'd put something in the food and it just hard cuts to him like (laughs) trash disposing everything like a fucking psycho. (laughs) And I love it. Like it's a mad quiet scene beforehand and then it's so loud (laughs) with him throwing stuff in the sink. And then then, like you get why the parents are like, we got this fucked. Like he was already (laughs) in therapy. Like he's acting nuts. You know? (laughs) And Henry just knows how to play it. I think something's wrong with Mark, Dad. Yeah. Mom, is Mark going to be okay? Like, or even when he's like, he's like, oh, let's go tell our, my dad right now and I'll tell I'll tell him everything, you know? Yeah. And then he's like, Dad, Mark has something he wants to tell you. And Mark just sprints away. <laughs> and then his dad started like, crazy. Oh, man. He knows how to make other people look like maniacs. Yeah, exactly. Even going as far as going to his therapist first, which, okay, this scene really reminded me of freaking what's that tupac movie juice yeah this scene really reminded me of juice when tupac goes to talk to samuel l jackson and plant the seeds of you know i think something's wrong henry does the same thing here going to the therapist first this is a mad juice like movie yeah (laughs) and the therapist just eating it all up again i'm sorry this woman is not a great representation of therapists Because she's like, mm, tell me, how is he making you feel? Yeah. Like, it's just like she was never on Mark's side, ever. Yep. Ever. <laughs> and, like, taking the word of this other kid. Who, like, I'd be like, why did you come? You came here on your own? Wait, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Where's your dad? Like, you know, like... <laughs> Aren't you concerned that his, like, the way he's talking to you is a little too formulated or, like, for, like, a kid his age? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, Henry's Henry's making Mark look like a mess. Mark's trying to leave this situation. And I think from this point on, you know, 
he's done his best and it kind of is out of his hands. So I think we got to like jump into the spoiler section to see how this all blows up. Let's do it. This is where we start to see Susan a little bit more because Susan is really, she really can't get over what Mark has said, right? So she kind of starts doing her own investigation here. Finally, as a parent, let me check out what's happening in the shed that Henry hangs out in. Like, really, lady? Yeah, like, she walks the path <laughs> that he walks, and she's like, oh, a broken fence. I'm like, I've seen him go through that fence six <laughs> times, lady, and I've only known him for fucking 80 minutes. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's weird that this doll is hanging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that was the first flag, I think. Because you see that doll the first time Mark goes into that shed. So, I, like, for us, it, we know something yeah. right off the bat. But, like, that should have just been I know. Enough. Like, how do you just not question your kid? Like, I mean, I was questioned constantly. Be like, what is this? Why is that there? What, what does that mean? You know? Like, it's just like... Like, I would never be able to be like, put some satanic shit up and not be questioned once about why right. that's up. Like, but she does question the rubber duck. Well, it's not questioning. She knows exactly what the oh, fuck yeah. that is. That's true. But, yeah, you see her grab this rubber duck and just kind of, like, freeze for a moment. And, and then, I forget, is Henry already in there? He he pops in after she discovers yeah, the Yeah, like duck. Michael Myers. Fucking. Yeah. Like, what are you doing here, Ma? Yeah. Which is his freaking trophy. Yeah, seriously. Honestly. Um, so she discovers this rubber duck, which she had been looking for when Richard had passed. Yeah. Because she, you know, he'd been playing with it in the tub. And I really like how this seed is written because Susan's like, why didn't you tell me like that you had this rubber duck? You had Richard's rubber duck. Yeah, like you knew I was looking for it. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? And his answer is, it was mine before it was his. Yeah, that was great. It, it unlocks so much of the way his mind works. Not wanting to share shit. You see why he so the whole like him and Connie and Mark being friends is so serious to him, mm. and how far he'll take that kind of shit. And you're just like, oh, it's that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's that I don't want to share my parents with my little brother syndrome type deal. And I wonder too if it's just like the fact that Richard was a boy, because Connie is also like yeah. Connie's lived this, this long, but I I, I just, I just think I think maybe just because he's so close to Connie's age that like you know he maybe he might not have been this like. Had the, has fucked up and like calculating as he was at this age. Mm. So to me, it seemed like I got, did they say how long ago it happened? It seemed not that long ago, no, like a was, year or yeah. something. So yeah, I think like he was just like maybe he already lived through Connie and he's like, I don't want to do that shit again. Like, mm. and then he just saw his moment and he was like, I could just fucking yeah. hold, hold this thing underwater <laughs> and all this will be gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just don't know when he would have done that. Like that's true. Yeah, you know, he's not that old, so his murderous tendencies had to have been only a couple of years old. <laughs> But I think this is where it comes together for Susan, freaking finally. And of course, the audience, if you haven't caught on at this point, that Henry did in fact murder his brother Richard and yeah. drowned him in the tub. But he admits it. Like, yeah. he doesn't actually say it, but he just says, so what if I did? You know, and that's like... Yeah. And then Susan goes, "We'll get you help." Oh I my know. god! <laughs> but again, like, what would you, what would you, like, really put yourself in that situation? Like, what are you gonna do? Like, tie up your kid? Like, like you know what I mean? Oh uh, no. Like, really, what would you do if you were a mom and that was your kid and, like, you just learned that? Yeah, that I mean, I'd play it cool. I'd probably say what she said, but I think she was genuinely saying, we'll get you help, where I would have been like, we'll get you help, but I know what I'm doing with this kid. You know, like, I just... Yeah. I don't know. What about you? I I, I have no idea. It's a fucked up <laughs> scenario. Like, just, you know, I don't know if, as a parent like that, like, could you immediately be like, well, I need to call the authorities and lock up this kid you know like that's true maybe she's still in a level of denial where she was like oh shit like we can still help you but you know yeah. 
And plus, remember, she hasn't been with us the whole movie. She doesn't know. Every, she doesn't know about the dog. She doesn't know about all this other shit. She doesn't know about Mister Highway. Like it's not like she hasn't seen everything we've seen. Yeah. Like we see, and Elijah would have seen an, an evil. You know, it's Michael Myers, a pure evil. Fucking Doctor Loomis would be down there with a gun, right? You know, chasing him down. Yeah. So if the mom saw all that stuff, then I'd understand. But like she. You know, she can still convince herself that's her sweet little boy. That is you know? so true. So I don't know. I bought it. We might get the order mixed up a little bit here, but in the house, Mark and Henry have a confrontation in Henry's room. Yeah, I think this is after because this is when he threatens Susan for the first time. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, because he tells them like, you know, oh, like you're getting close to my mom. Oh, wait, she's not my mom. She's your mom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. And then you feel Mark's frustration because like he literally grabs scissors and puts it to Culkin's throat yeah. and he's like I just want to fucking kill you right now and end all of this and Culkin's just like do it like you'll get locked up forever like my blood will be all over these walls yeah. the fact that he knows how blood will squirt everywhere yeah. is yeah that creepy. kid is not afraid of death no which makes him 10 times scarier and of course this is when his dad walks in yeah so he is a mark looks like the fucking psycho he's yeah. holding a knife yeah and, and yeah he locks him up he calls the psychiatrist and, and probably the cops <laughs> i don't know where the cops are in this in this movie yeah <laughs> like, whatever and then so yeah he's mark he's then mark is locked in the house and then he sees i forget so if the last thing that Culkin got confronted by his mom he ran in the woods and then in this scene he's like hey mom can we go for a walk yeah so i think she went to do some thinking on her cliff oh i went to the cliff Me. D- yeah she went to do some reflecting came home he was like, on the he was on the planning cliff where he plans his murders she was on the remorse <laughs> cliff Maine's yes. got a lot of cliffs yes yeah someone else is on the improv comedy cliff where they were catching a show <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah but i i don't know what it's like to be a mom but if my son, after telling me that, was like, can we go for a walk? I'd be like, hell to the Yeah, no. I'd be like, no, we're not doing anything you say. Like, we're fucking... <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Oh, no. But he plays it up with, like, the, you know, like we used to. Like, trying yeah. to play, like, the you're still my mom card. Yeah. Yeah. And I I mean, she must think she could get through to him At on this, this walk. Point, yeah, at this point, Mark's freaking out. He's like, oh, my God! Oh, my God! It's like, a, it's like me playing Catan. I look like a goddamn psycho. Oh, yeah, and he breaks the window. <laughs> yeah. He puts a chair through it. I love it. He doesn't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> I think that shows you how much he... He cares about people. He's empathetic. Yeah. But he also, I think, still truly believes his mom is in there a little bit. So I think that's like the love of his mom trying to protect yeah. her. And he's just like, I gotta, yeah, this kid's got to fucking die. <laughs> he's like, fuck this thing. There's like, no way to stop him. Yeah. Goddamn Terminator over here. Uh, yeah. So he pushes through the parent, the, ther- the therapist, try- and he knows exactly where oh, yeah. Henry's going. So the murder clip. <laughs> it's a different clip. Yeah, so, I mean, I might let you take it from here because I've seen this plenty of times, but, like, how did this next series of events hit you? I was really surprised that it played out exactly how it was described to me by a (laughs) 10-year-old in in, in the year 2000. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, it's kind of, I was a little bummed that I, like, knew that this was the end of the movie the whole time. I kind of dug it, so, yeah, we see... McCulkin pushes his mom ah, over the edge. Ah, you said McCulkin! Damn it! <laughs> McCulkin pushes his mom over the edge, and she's kind of hanging on for dear life, and this motherfucker's throwing boulders at her. Yeah. Uh, what does he keep saying? He's like, he's like, I'm sorry, mom, or some shit. Like, it's yeah. all fucked up. Yeah, it's messed up. Uh, Elijah Wood. I mean, this is like, we've seen the fight on the edge of the cliff in how many fucking movies. It's like, 
that's been a staple of westerns. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they're wrestling on the cliff, just fucking wrestling it out. Where's the mom? Pull herself back up? She does. Yeah, she pulls herself back up, and then both of these fools fall off the edge. Yeah. And she does the double grab, off. another classic. And then it becomes Susan's choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Culkin tries one last time to play to her emotions. He's like, come on. But not, he like, again, even this is the last second, is not even just like, help me, help me. He's like, mom, I need both arms. I need both of your arms to get up. Yeah. Like, he's basically like, it's, he's not saying save me, he's saying kill him. Like, you know. <laughs> uh, she fucking, she's just like, I spawned the devil, so I'm just gonna let this fucker drop. <laughs> that was really hard. I I thought the actress's acting was really good in this. So, yeah. Just like the, uh, uh, Yeah. You know? Again, again, I still didn't know this was R-rated. Because it, it, it makes sense in retrospect, but there wasn't one moment that blew, that I was like, holy fuck, this is R-rated. Like, it was... Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like the dog dies off screen. Like the, a lot, nothing really happens on camera, and no one really curses a lot. Uh, they get. I mean, can you get one f bomb in a PG thirteen? Yeah. Okay, because Henry does go, "Hey, Mark, don't fuck with me." Remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so you're allowed one. So when it cuts and fucking bloody ass Culkin is splattered on the rocks, yeah. I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't expect it. I've just seen the fault. Like, it, it juice. Tupac falls, and then it's just, he disappears. Yeah. Like, how many times do you see someone fall from, you know, Hans Gruber? You don't see fucking, at the end of Die Hard, him sprawled out on our, <laughs> I was just like, yo, that's a bloody Culkin with a wave just taking him in. <laughs> that shit was crazy. Yeah, the fact that they let. That's what I'm saying, like, you don't make these movies. <laughs> like, I know you're never going to see it, and this isn't really spoilers, this is in the middle of the movie, but. In, in Dr. Sleep, Jacob Tremblay gets brutally murdered. Ooh. Like, it's a fucking hard scene to watch. Like, it's truly, like, horrific. But that's, like, an R-rated horror movie, and he's not the main character. So I'm, I'm trying to think of another time when, like, a big kid star does some crazy shit like this. Right. But that's still not this nuts. Like, that wasn't... It wasn't good boys, and all of a sudden, Jacob Tremblay's entrails are fucking <laughs> kind of, So, like, I was just, like... I did not expect a bloody Culkin on the rocks. Yeah. And that sounds like a good drink. They showed that splatter. <laughs> oh, wow. Bloody <laughs> Culkin on the rocks. Ew, no. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. <laughs> that sounds like a good drink you said. Yeah, Bloody Mary was a little... Yo. <laughs> what blows my mind, too, is that they actually, like, there was no green screen at all. Like, they shot this over 180 feet over a cliff like an actual cliff sounds over irresponsible. water <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you didn't need to do that <laughs> but like they made sure they were like protect like these kids went through six week six weeks of stunt training for this because they wanted them to be comfortable enough to act while they were hanging yeah. like off her arms yeah they were good yeah they were really good and they actually had it's so funny i was watching bts of like elijah talking about this but as a kid so or oh sorry of elijah talking about this as an adult and he was like yeah there were boats like you know off camera but like they were 20 feet away from that's what the i'm saying rocks. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like there's nothing i don't care how safe you're being you, <laughs> you could still easily die yeah and they were using the boats to create those waves oh, so like those wow. were all manipulated to make the fall look real they actually had Macaulay Culkin fall 30 feet Damn. and then like they caught him with the jump things but yeah he could have just easily fallen off the rock and what I thought was so funny he was like yeah I'll do the scene but I want a BB gun <laughs> you know? wait what 
Macaulay Culkin. Like, like that was like, like as like his reward. Like yeah, he to-, <laughs> to fall thirty feet, he wanted a BB gun. <sighs> That's why you. I don't think we should have these kid actors because this kid is generating millions of dollars. You know what I mean? And his piece of shit parents are probably doing God knows what with the money. And then he's like, I just want a BB gun. Like, kid, you could own a BB gun company with the fucking power you're generating. But you have no grasp of it because you're a child. And a kid shouldn't have that much wealth and power. He's the first kid to make millions. I know. It's insane. Like, I know that. That was just really sad to me where I was like, again, I don't really know the Culkin family. And I don't know. Like, I keep saying that they're monsters. I don't really know if that's true. But I just don't. I just can't imagine it was good. That's all I could say. Uh, I mean, from what I read, it was a lot of the dad. I don't know if the mom is still alive, but they separated. Yeah. And then they're, all the kids are estranged from the dad is what I read. I kind of so. assumed she was just up somewhere popping out Culkins. <laughs> had no time to get out of bed. Oh, my God. But yeah, he was the one like calling the shots. Like He was the manager. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, yeah, crazy. it's all crazy. But, yeah, the yeah. fact that he just wanted to be, you're so yeah. right. He could have owned a BB gun company. That's all right. And then to wrap it up, they, you know, give us the hug. And then, I'll be honest, I don't know why they put this end narration in the movie. And I think it's really bad writing. (laughs) It doesn't fit the movie at all. Yeah. Because do you remember what he says? You know, sometimes I wonder if she would have made the same choice. Yeah. He's like, I think back at that moment and I wonder if Susan was given that same decision, would she choose me again? And I was just like, that wasn't the movie. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I I don't know. It just, it seemed like. Like, that wasn't the theme of the movie. That wasn't the plot. Like, yeah. I, it was so but weird. But, like, it would make sense if he was an adult thinking about this, but he's still the same age. But, yeah, but also, like, if she lear- if she knew how crazy Culkin it was, I think she would definitely, like, yeah, she would have made the same choice. <laughs> right. She made the choice only knowing, like, two bad things he did, <laughs> let alone knowing ten bad things he did. So yeah. I, was, I was just like, I feel like, were they not confident in the ending? And they were like, we need to, like, have, like, a thoughtful, you know, yeah. it's like the... And when did I do it? While you were sleeping. <laughs> like, th- that movie didn't really need that either. Like, I just think they, they, they think it's like a touch of class. To, yeah. Like, like, put some narration at the end and of like, your movies. We some, got some nice, like, jib shots. Some you thoughtful, know. yeah, yeah. They had this, this great. Was he back? Yeah, he's back in New Mexico. So, like, we got the desert, the beautiful sunset. Elijah Woods fucking looking off like Luke Skywalker. And then, <laughs> you know. And she, he should have just been like. Dude was nuts, right? Like, you know, like, just like, like, or imagine like, it was like this beautiful shot. And then it was just like, God damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, so, Yo. <laughs> he's like, I'm 12. <laughs> like, you know, like, Yo, that'd be hilarious. It could have ended on them, like the whole family just in a therapy session with a different therapist. Yeah, you know? like, yeah, just, yeah, exactly. I don't know. They all need therapy oh, after this. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, that wraps it up, and I I feel like we could just dive into best worst. Let's go, man! We're having a great time. Best worst criminal act by Culkin. Oh yes, of course you got it. Yeah, you got it. And I I guarantee you, we probably have different parameters of what's best. Oh worst. yeah, we should talk about that. So I was doing it by like if I was him trying to get away with it. Oh. Or okay. like or you know like like you're. You're more likely to get away with, or or yeah, likely. or just like effectiveness, and you know, so yeah. that that's what I was going with. You probably went morally or something. Yeah, you're probably like breaking glass isn't too bad. <laughs> Killing <laughs> your brother is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> so my best was uh, Mr. Highway. 
I thought 100% believable as a kid. I thought it was a plan that I actually could believe a kid could concoct mm. and pull off and get away with. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I believe that he could have ran as quickly as he could and hid, you know, based on where he was in Maine. You know, probably not be suspected if he got, if, he, if no one saw him do it, I, I could see him easily being like, I don't know what you're talking. Uh -huh. Like, look at me. Like, you think I did that? You know? And also, it satisfied his lust for, like, destruction and chaos and damage. So, I, I just think, like, I was like, God damn. That was, <laughs> that was the best one. That's so interesting. I That was actually my worst. Oh. Because I really put it on the town and the cops. I'm like, guys, you could probably trace this back. The mask. Like, his parents know what that mask looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. You put that on the news, his mom will know immediately where yeah. I came from. Like, I just feel like, from the town's perspective of trying to investigate who did this. I'm with you on It that. would be an easy easy one. So, that was actually my worst. Yeah. But I agree with you in that, like, totally believable, Um, whatever. Yeah. My best was actually... <laughs> the ice rink situation that, that, was, that was a runner up for me because i feel like not a lot of people could have seen him throw his sister into that and even if he did like it could be she slipped like you yeah. know what i mean like it wasn't it was a very calm just like a letting go of the hand you know yeah. and even the sister she wasn't scared at first like she thought maybe it was a game you know mm -hmm. like and then she didn't get scared until the ice broke so yeah he could have easily yeah. just played that off as and honestly, I think because she's so young, she could grow up believing that her brother was trying to save her. Yeah. Like her memory of that is oh, yeah, probably of like, <laughs> which is messed up. My worst was trying to smother his sister with a pillow in the hospital. Uh, yeah. I was just like, you didn't think this through, kid. Yeah, absolutely. That would have been the end of everything. <laughs> they got they got you coming in on the cameras. They got you coming out. You can't say it was an accident. Like, you can't be like, I don't know. Like, you yeah. know, like, doctors can very much tell if somebody was strangled to death. <laughs> you know, like, it just, it wasn't a good plan. It would have, <laughs> it would have really backfired. Yo, scenes like this make me never want to be in a hospital. Like, in a hospital bed. I would just feel unsafe all the time. It's not realistic. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how often people are, assassins are coming into hospitals and murdering people. Oh, no. There's it just, cameras everywhere The in movie hospital. industry just makes it seem so unsafe and to also, be in a hospital. Also, smothering someone with a pillow is incredibly difficult. Oh, it's he got, probably was up to, for the challenge. Yeah, it's got to be one of the hardest. Like, maybe a kid, sure, but, like, think about, like, you have to cut off all oxygen mm. and think about for how long. You know yeah. what I mean? To, like, make someone pass out. Yeah. So, like, you Air's coming through. It's a whole thing. <laughs> I think it's stupid to write that in scripts. Let's never smother people with pillows ever again. <laughs> Unless you're fucking chief in, in One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. The only time it worked. End of my rant. <laughs> nice. That was my worst. Cool. And you told me your worst. So. Yes. And just to mention it, I originally had best worst crime. Uh -huh. And originally my best was killing Henry. <laughs> <laughs> best decision <laughs> is that even a crime at that point like I, it is actually she, you're she, still killing she someone. did deliberately let go of him to save the other kid yeah you know? it's right, not like an enough. accident that's so cheating though that's the worst I crime i like how you wrote it you saved us both that's worst crime is murder and masha prefers murder oh god all right so best worst actor breakthrough moment oh like i just felt like there were some good like tidbits of like yeah. acting bursts All right. you know and i gotta commend elijah wood throughout the movie but in particularly i really bought the kitchen scene he was just so yeah like manic and crazy yeah and i just really felt the emotions everything he was going through and like how everybody else saw him i really commend like how this whole scene went down yeah um but yeah that was it for me that's pretty good i kind of think 
what we were talking before of when they're in the tunnel after running away from the cops Ooh. when he's just like the whole like re- when he realizes how nuts he is you're like you're crazy man <laughs> like, i don't know i just loved it <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was fine but yeah, yeah definitely for elijah he, he brought the ruckus yeah i think i picked this one because i wanted to mention elijah wood so for my worst it's i'm sorry quinn i know this is your first movie but like i always laugh at her line where she runs out of the house chasing the boys and she's like you it's okay i don't need to know your secrets i got my own secrets and you're not gonna know a single one (laughs) i just don't i'm like all right guys kit just probably forced you to write that in you know (laughs) i don't think she was trying to give him the home alone moment when i grow up i'm gonna be married and live alone exactly (laughs) i knew we didn't need it yeah that's not too great i don't really know i don't know Something with the therapist. <laughs> Nothing sticks out in my head, but yeah. I just wasn't really buying it. I Yes, I support that decision. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had best worst scare. Okay. What was the best worst scare for you? Ooh. As someone who loves horror movies, yeah. you know? Honestly, I kind of think it was that first mask shot. Whoa. It's just mad unsettling. Like, you know, the way the way it was shot from that, like, the lower angle where you see him looking down at you. And, like, you know, you don't see his emotions or anything. It's just they, they did the classic thing that Halloween does where you go all white face with no emotion. So it's, like, it's uh. just scarier. It's scarier to look at something that looks like you. But, you know, we look at each other's faces and eyes because that's what that's how you relate to people. Yeah. You, you look at the way their face moves and it, you learn things. So when something looks like you but doesn't move in emote. any way, shape, or form or emote, right. it's scary as fuck. Uh. Or just unsettling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was yours? Um, I, I just picked the barking at the dog. Yeah. I found that so scary on many <laughs> levels. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I don't know if there's one that like specifically failed, but you know, there are a lot of kind of just like cliche type like scary scenes and I didn't even hate it, but you know, probably maybe when the mom was in the shed and then Culkin was there and he was like, hi mom, you know, like, uh, yeah. kind of, like we, I've just seen that so many times where, you know, you're investigating the evil person's room and then he's there watching you the whole time. Yeah. So I actually liked it in the scene, but if I have to pick a worse one off the top of my head, that's probably just because it's cliche, like it's been done. All right. I might just because I'm also having trouble here, um, I might tag on to that and just be like, you know, the lingering McCulkin. Ugh. I did it again. Yep. The lingering Culkin, you <laughs> nice. know? Awesome. It happens quite a bit in this movie, but I mean, I like it. Yeah. So it's not really a true worst, but true, whatever. True. Uh, all right. So what's your weird one? <laughs> all right. So this is outside of the, the realm of the movie, but I mean, it fits the theme. So that's worse Culkin. Oh! And we can't say Kit. We got to be acting Culkin. Like not, not like a, we can't say the dad is the worst. I already know what mine is. I'm going to go worst first and... It might be Connie. I kind of feel bad because she's so young in this. And Quinn like, Culkin? Yeah, Quinn. Because I just feel like they didn't really give her that much to do. So, like, I feel a little bad. Uh, but I kind of have to say her because I only really know four. I was going to say, I only know four as well. Yeah. And while Rory is a runner-up for worst, he is in Scream 4. And I <laughs> love Scream more than most things. Oh, my God. So I can't really turn my back on Rory for being That's so funny. And I think he's good in Scream 4. So I'm going worst as Connie. I'm so sorry, Quinn. Yeah. I'm gonna tag on to that as well as work for worst. And I wanna I actually want IMDB. Has she been in other stuff or was she kinda She's like, been in a couple of things, yeah, but like not it really. Didn't really stick. Yeah, since she yeah. hasn't acted in some I mean, I kinda for feel that Rory's kinda the same way where like you don't really see him that mm. often. 
I'm best. I'm, I'm between Macaulay and Kieran, man. I can't pick. I know oh, you, you got I'm Kieran for this. Hardcore Kieran yeah, fan. I know. Kieran's number one. I don't, I, don't, I don't watch that show, though. So it's like, I don't I have know. the same Kieran love. Yo, if you haven't watched Kieran in succession, you got to do it. Best Culkin. Hey, hey, motherfuckers. I can't, I can't turn my back on, 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 on Macaulay. Whoa. He's my favorite Culkin. Aww. He brought the ruckus. <laughs> Even you love that. Um, that weird video game movie. What weird video game movie? The one directed by. Surprised you went for directed by. Yeah, the Shaun of the Dead guy. Scott Pilgrim vs. the yeah, World? Yeah, is it? What does that have to do with Culkin? Isn't one of the Culkins in it? He's Oh, yeah. Friend. Kieran's in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had, I had Macaulay in my head. In my bed. <laughs> but that took you a long time, yeah. Uh, that was really hard for me. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. <laughs> Edgar Wright was the director you were thinking of. Yes. <laughs> Love that movie. Oh, yeah. Kieran's great in that. Oh, yeah. fuck. I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm just letting you know, like making sure you remember all yeah, the Kieran. Yeah, he's great. All right. Are you sticking to your choice? Uh, I'm going Kieran. Kieran. I'm going Kieran. You know what sold me? You know what sold me? Was Kieran and she's all that was a little bit of a plus. <laughs> remember he loved Sega? Oh, yeah. Remember he rolled around with the pepper, he was giving everybody pepper at the fucking high school? That was weird. <laughs> that was a weird little dude. I like that yeah. guy. Zach, my man. Simon, hey. Hey, you want to play some Sega? Sega! <laughs> Maybe later. Love Sega. Sorry, Here. Macaulay. Uh, You're number two. You're two out of four. That's pretty good. Yeah. Sorry, Colgan. Uh, Macaulay. <laughs> They're all Colgan. I know. <laughs> I told you that was a weird one. They're kind of stupid. <laughs> That's where it's called. So why don't we get some Beyond the Credits action going? Let's do it. I went a little crazy on this one. So oh. I don't know if you want to go first. I mean, I have some facts to go along with my Beyond. So, so. maybe I should go first because my shit's just all nonsense. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> all right. So I got, I, got, I got Beyond the Credits, but I also have whatever the opposite of Beyond the Credits are. I got, I got the what prequel. The I got the prequel. Oh, my God. Before the credits. I cannot wait to hear this. All right. So hear me out. We'll get to the whole thing. This is a, this is a child's play movie. This is a Chucky movie we just saw. <laughs> Chucky is a serial killer named Charles E. Ray who transfers his soul into a doll right before he dies okay. with a curse. His next goal is then to find a child who he can do the curse again and transfer his soul into a child so then he can be human again and live his life as a serial killer. Whoa. He never succeeds any movie. Always gets thwarted by Andy. What if he did succeed one time? What if he set his sights on a little boy named Henry? Damn. What if he banished Henry's soul, slid right in there? This whole movie is a Chucky movie. What if it what if it ended like split? Like what if the oh. end of the movie? So this is what I'm saying. So that's my pre-credits. So we we see a whole this is he's just Charles Lee Ray playing the game. That's why he's so manipulative, that's why he's so evil, that's why he's so smart. <laughs> As he's fallen down. Oh, and also, he's mastered the curse. He could do the curse from far away now for some reason. Like for for my sequel to work. Okay. Normally he's got to like put his hand over your head and say a whole thing. Oh, I it's see. It's easy to stop him, but pretend he can just fucking throw a curse at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sees you from a distance. Yeah. And, okay. So he's fallen to his death. He's saying curse. Right before he splats, shoots it over to a live. No! Now this is the sequel. This is the sequel. We don't know this. We don't see this at the end of the movie. Good Son 2 comes out. Oh my God. For some reason, Mark is living with this family. I don't know why. The fuck is that? <laughs> he's living with the, the mom loves him. Connie loves him. Yeah. He's living with them. They adopt a kid. This kid looks evil. 
Like, I'm talking, he looks like the kid from The Omen. Like, as soon as you see him, you're like, that's an evil motherfucker. Oh. It's good son, too. Why wouldn't they have a new evil kid, right? Kid's weird. I see where you're A lot going. of evil stuff. But all of a sudden, we start finding out he's not the evil. Mark's doing the evil no! stuff. And we're like, and we want to be on Mark's team the whole movie. So we're not, we're, we don't want to believe it. You know? Oh, we're my just, God. Mark did it all because he's Chucky now. Oh. Chucky the killer kid. Now we got two storylines. Because I don't want Chucky movies to end. I still want Chucky to be a doll. So right. now I want this franchise to have two alternate That's paths. And then we have a series of movies, or slasher movies, of killer kids that can soul jump. Oh, my God. And then we got Chucky. Yo, that is insane. That is the most, like, elaborate. That's what I got. Beyond that you've ever done. I was watching this whole movie. I was like, it's Chucky. It's Chucky to a T. It's a little, little, look at him. It is so funny that you say that too because there's a triple feature DVD set uh-huh. that's Child's Play, The Good Son, and The Omen. Oh, <laughs> snap. I just said all three of those. Yep. So, I mean, I think that's I'm a I'm glad great we recorded idea. these. Sometimes you say these in life and it just disappears. I'm I- glad that was on wax. <laughs> yes, I called it wax. Oh, that's so funny. So, yeah, I think somebody like put that together. Like, obviously, we should group these movies together, but what you just did, that's smart. Nice. That's fun. I liked it. it I wouldn't watch fun. it. I would ask you to tell me what happens because oh. it's too scary for me, but I'm just saying that's a good idea. Because a secret Child's Play sequel where the evil kid was struck the whole time would be goddamn brilliant. Yeah. I, I don't know why they're not doing that. Whew. You know? Yeah. They should have done it back then. What was better? Then the end was split the first time. Yeah, nothing. Like, are you kidding me? It was so fun. I've I never, didn't even know. <laughs> I've never seen a secret sequel before. Like yeah. a secret sequel? It's such a cool idea. Yeah. They should be doing that all the time. Yeah. All, all the, time. the time. Every every <laughs> sequel should be secret. <laughs> Everyone should just pull off a Mission Impossible face mask and be like, fuck, that was Captain America? <laughs> Holy shit. That quite marriage story? It was about Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> it was Captain America for marriage story. That's oh. crazy. <laughs> All right. All right, you can give me real facts and whatever the, <laughs> whatever the real world we want to go live in that, that isn't Chucky Five, the good son. Oh, God. Well, yeah, I didn't really think of, like, my own vision of Beyond the Credits. I think it just ends how it ends. I think Mark needs therapy, and as long as he gets it, him and his dad are going to be all right. Oh, man, I'm waiting for the, <laughs> I'm waiting for the sequel that takes place now oh, where you God. find out that Henry was alive the whole time and he comes for revenge. Yeah, he just, like, was paralyzed or something. The good, the good dad. Oh, the good now, dad. Because now they're dads for some reason because <laughs> they were sons. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean... Yo, I could, I could franchise this fucking puppy. That's why I was like, you know, 80 million, that was pretty good. I could do something They're with both that. still acting, I so... I don't hate that. Um, <laughs> I don't hate that. <laughs> Cobra Kai, where we watch it from Henry's perspective. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be terrible. No, that would be bad. You could watch it from Connie's perspective, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to mention that there is a tie-in novel that was written after this movie uh-huh. um, by like the, Todd Strasser. Was it like the novelization of it? or was Yeah, it, oh, I yeah, think yeah. it was the novelization, but it went in a little bit more into detail about Henry's like condition or like how he works. Yeah. Like, in the book, it was revealed that he was just born a sociopath and could only feel emotions when he, you know, tormented others. Yeah. So it just went into more detail on that. And then it has a little bit of a different ending where like Mark visits Susan and the family a year later and they go to Henry's grave 
And then like on his, you know, thing, it says without darkness, can there could be no light. And then it ends. Mm, so corny. I don't really think it's yeah that really it's, that powerful. A lot of times with novelizations, they're they're written before the film's finished. So they're mm. usually working with early scripts. So like that could have been. Oh, like, that's probably you, you what know, it was. Because, yeah, yeah, I've looked into some of those for some like horror movies I like. I've never fully read a novelization, but I like to like read the differences. Yeah. And like, yeah, especially like the first Halloween, there's a whole thing where you see michael as a kid and like the the cycle ward is having a dance and he's trying to like poison all the other kids and i was like mm. yeah, yeah we don't need that <laughs> that would have that would have made that a sounds like movie. fat to me yeah but yeah i'd really love to hear or like get one of those commentaries with macaulay culkin talking about this movie yeah especially now you know with him being like in his 40s now which is crazy yeah um i'd love to see that I'd take that over a sequel. I'd rather a special edition Blu-ray with with uh, a new commentary with the two of them. Yeah, I'd take that over a sequel any day for sure. So, Andy, I the reason why I think you should love this movie, right? I mean, first of all, you love horror, and if I'm being honest, this watch, though I love this movie, it was small part of this is making up for our halloween <laughs> when i brought in a rom-com what you considered a rom-com practical magic yep. for my second horror movie it was it was almost this movie. i remember you were gonna pick this and i was pretty pumped to watch it and then you're the last second you're like yeah i'm picking this witch movie i was like all oh, right which is pretty good but i i was gonna get my revenge by doing Shaun of the dead for our uh rom-com Damn. month but i didn't do it so i'm glad i didn't get uh. revenge because then i would have felt bad here <laughs> Oh, see, you got rewarded. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So this is, uh, you know, me sort of trying to make up for that <laughs> by giving you a thriller horror movie that I love. Sweet. Um, I thought you'd really be down to watch Elijah Wood and Macaulay Culkin star in this movie. Just duke it out. In this rated R movie. I thought you'd be really into that. And yeah, I just, I think it's a great movie overall that is... It's slow paced, but like I think the payoff is really good and I thought you'd appreciate it. So mm-hmm. with all that being said, Andy, I gotta know. Do you love what I love? I love it. You know I love this motherfucking movie. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I don't even want to. I don't act like I don't. This shit was fucking crazy, man. <laughs> it's it's not perfect by any means. There's definitely some stupid parts and some contrived parts and oh, stuff totally. like that. Like I can see its flaws a mile away, but I love a bold movie, and this is a bold movie, man. <laughs> like I just yeah. love when I see some shit that I haven't seen before or after, really. And you just, I don't, I can't, I mean, I'm sure they they exist and I could be corrected on it, but off the top of my head, I cannot think of another fully adult thriller that stars more than one child as the main character. Yeah. Without focusing a lot on the adults. Like, I really can't. So going into this, I was just, I was expecting more kids. Like, I thought it was kind of going to be like a teen movie, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like I knew it was going to be death. Like I knew he falls off the cliff at the end. And, you know, but the stuff like seeing the dog die off camera, like, I was like, yeah, these are all kind of adding up. But it was way more twisted than I thought it was going to be. Like, pretty much once they pulled the cigarettes out, I was like, oh, shit, this isn't isn't as safe as I thought it was going to be. So, like, I can always appreciate a movie that I don't think is perfect. But if, like, I prefer mistakes than playing it safe. 
Mm. Like, I just hate, like, a boring by-the-numbers movie where, like, they don't take any risks. They do all the tropes we expect to see. And this one had a lot of tropes, but I just, you don't normally see them come out of any 12-year-old kid, let alone a superstar like Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. It's just, like, we don't even have a super, we don't really have movie stars like that anymore, let alone kid movie stars. Uh, I yeah. brought up Jacob Tremblay before, this was the closest, but even him, like, he's not... He's not, he's not as famous as Macaulay Culkin was. Yeah, like, it's there's I, no like big blockbuster. Yeah, like I have yeah. to say his projects. I can't just say his name. Mm-hmm. I have to be like the kid from Room, the kid from Good Boys, the kid from you know. Yeah. As you, you didn't have to say Macaulay Culkin, the kid from Home Alone. Like, yeah. like yeah, we know Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> so yeah, I can't even like try to pretend of a modern equivalent of like how we could do this again. But yeah, it was just fucking nuts, man. And like these kids really were dealing with some like adult stuff. And, you know, the therapist was stupid. And so <laughs> I, I didn't, yeah, I don't, again, don't think it's yeah. perfect, but the stuff that worked, it worked. And I liked that it stuck with subtlety. Like, I didn't need an explanation of what kind of sociopath Henry was. Mm. I got it all from his line, it was my toy before it was his. Yeah. Like, that, that was I don't great. know what these critics were talking about. Yeah, that's Come good. On, guys. That was good writing. <laughs> and, you know, and thrillers like this are inevitably a little bit schlocky, you know, like, but... It's how well, it's like how committed you are to it. And yeah, like I, I just, these kids were having a good time being in it. I also don't really like when people just say things are cool because they're darker fucked up. Like I hate when someone's like, you gotta watch this, it's fucked up, dude. Mm-hmm. Like it's twisted what they came up with. So I'm not, I don't want to just act like that's the only reason I'm giving this like credit. Um, it's just, it's more like the surprise factor of that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, but yeah, again, I think Elijah would crushed it. I think it's insane. Um, I think Macaulay Culkin really pulled off just being scary. I think so too, and I don't understand why people didn't appreciate that. Yeah, like, I, I thought he did a great job. I, yeah, because I think it's brilliant casting because like you really catch people off guard. Where and especially like we actually didn't watch the trailer on this one. Usually we do after we watch the movie. Yeah, but I'm curious to like how much they play into the evilness of him. Mm-hmm. You know, like because I could see you almost being like, oh, this is gonna be like. It's very well could just be a movie about a kid coming to terms with his mom's death. And, you know, like, maybe he learns that through his new friendship. So, mm-hmm. like, you could, in the very beginning, be like, oh, okay, so that's what this movie is. And then, especially some of the music cues early on, they're pretty, like, lighthearted. Yeah. You know, like, do-do-do-do-do. And I was just like, oh, okay. And then, <laughs> Henry's just nuts, man. Yeah. Slow but, build, yeah. slow build. I would have loved, you know, my love of, of schlock and horror made me love it and I would have loved a franchise out of this. I would have loved if Macaulay didn't yeah. die and he came not my crazy shit of body jumping, but like <laughs> even if just he survived, like I don't give a shit. Michael Myers dies at the end of Halloween, but in the second one, guess what? Didn't die. Yeah. You know, you just you just There's totally room to play with Susan and her choice there. Yeah, like if like, he were still alive, how she yeah. deals with that. You make the second one where like she's seeing his image but she doesn't know if he's actually alive and yeah. how fuck he is and like you know, he's all mangled now and shit. Yeah. Fucking put magic in that. There's shit. there's uh space to play yeah. here for sure. I mean it's it's why I think chi- like the good child's play movies work, like there's something creepy about a small little thing that's like hunting you that's unassuming. You know mm. what I mean? Oh, man. I'm so glad preteen Masha made this mistake and was able <laughs> to bring it onto the cast. Um, but yeah, I, I freaking love that you love this movie. That is fantastic. Nice. <laughs> so that's our show, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our podcast, please be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. And if you have any opinions on what we discuss, please follow us on social media at LWIL Podcast, a great place to find out what we'll be talking about next. 
And as always, if you have the time, please take a moment to rate and review. Every bit of feedback helps. I'm in. And I'm Masha, and I hope you love what I love.